I went to Camp Ramah in the 70s and met my husband at camp there. We were teenagers. We've been together ever since. And I like to say kicking and screaming, we raised each other. That's Beth Copen, a happily married Ramah lifer, or Ramanic as they like to call themselves. I'm Ramona Saft. I'm Audrey Douglas. We're both former campers and counselors at Jewish summer camps. I know that I've noticed so many couples who've met at camp. Audrey, have you ever noticed that? Oh my gosh. I felt like I was the only camper who didn't have a boyfriend or wasn't having my first kiss. <sighs> so we've been wondering, what is it about Jewish summer camps in particular that make it feel like you're in the bachelor in paradise? Well, he likes to say that he was aware of me before I was aware of him. Um, I was always like in the musicals. I'm sure, Ramona, you know that there's, you know, be beautiful Hebrew musicals that they put on every year. And I was like the star in the shows and busy. And he was an athlete. And we didn't really, even though we were in the same age group, we didn't really cross paths too much. Let's take a step back in history and look at why these camps even started. After World War II, American Jewish summer camps became a place to preserve Jewish identity without the pressure to assimilate into American culture. You know, I think there's this whole idea of it's not just for fun, even though it's totally for fun, but it teaches you how to be a mensch. It teaches you about family values. It teaches you about independence and, and you know, what to look for. I think in a spouse, it, you know, the role modeling is they also have young families there at the camp who are teachers with their young children. And I think the whole thing very much encourages marriages. To learn even more about the history of Jewish summer camps, we spoke to Sandy Fox, an American Jewish historian who focuses her research on post-war Jewish summer camps in the United States. This is what she has to say. You see Jewish camps becoming more Jewish in their content because that's a more, you know, a more logical purpose. And as Jews become more quote unquote American, more um, accepted into the rest of, you know, non-Jewish society. They want to make sure that the next generation of Jews are going to remain Jews. And, and what they meant by Jews depended on their ideological bend. So the Jewish community begins to get concerned about rates of intermarriage. There's a really famous 1964 article in Look magazine, which was a very major publication at the time, not a Jewish publication, a broader American publication that is called The Vanishing American Jew basically writes that dem demographically the Jew is going to vanish in not so long from, from then because of rising rates of intermarriage. And this alongside a bunch of communal studies and other articles and things, jumpstarts a communal panic. A lot of 
organizations and people look to summer camp because summer camp gets kids at this sort of perfect tender age where they're developing values around dating, values around their own identities, around sexuality, right? Well, it's changed a lot over the years. Like, I remember getting off the bus when I was eight and being, like, so overwhelmed by all of the enthusiasm. Like, I wasn't the most outgoing kid. Like, I was kind of quieter. So I was really intimidated when I got there. Um, And I, like, didn't understand why everyone was so excited Um, And then I kind of grew up and when I became an older camper, I really drank the Kool-Aid and really got into it. This is Emma Neusner, another Romanic. Emma met her current fiancé while on staff at camp. Her parents met at the same camp and so did her grandparents. So I think that's a really big part of it, like sort of the narrative that we tell ourselves in the Jewish community for camping, like, oh, that's where you go to, like, meet people, and, like, that's not necessarily true. I spent, you know, maybe 15 years before meeting anybody there, and that would have been a perfectly valid and beautiful camp experience, and then I happened to meet this person there. We spoke to a handful of Jewish summer camp alum to try and figure out why the vibe at camp is so flirty. Here's what we found. I don't know. It's a really good question. There is there magic sauce? It's it's just the culture of Ramah. It's the songs we sing. It's the um, Friday night service that people actually put on a nice outfit and they look a little nicer, so all of a sudden the boys look cuter, you know. They would always have like a 15 minute after the last program at night for people to walk back to their cabins. So sometimes a boy would escort a girl or, yeah, it was pretty common. Again, in this day and age though, um, it's a little scary out there because um, I wanted, you know, it was always innocent. It was always, um, 99.9% of the time, it was um, something that both the boy and the girl wanted to do. They wanted to hold hands and walk back to the cabin together. They, you know, a little kiss would be stolen. Who knows? There's so much encouragement by the camp. It's not even overt. I think it's subtle of, you know, living a Jewish lifestyle. And what does that mean? Well, it's not that subtle. There's Tubaav, Jewish Valentine's Day, where at some Ramah camps, the girls were made to dress in white and go dance around in the field so that the boys could catch them as their brides. And sometimes it's even less subtle than that. We want to try and boil it down to the specifics of camp. Let's hear from Zafira, an educator at Shalom Bayit, an organization that educates about consent and healthy boundaries in Judaism. We spoke to a handful of Jewish summer camp alum to try and figure out why the vibe at camp is so flirty. Here's what we found.
Sure, maybe most of the time it was innocent. But as Zafira said, if everyone is doing something, it creates pressure. I think the language that kids have to talk about how they feel about that culture has changed. I didn't necessarily have the words social sexual pressure um, in my vocabulary when I was 15 years old. Um, And now I feel like kids are really developing that, which is really, really great. And that definitely contributes to um, sort of the way that the kids approach that culture, but it's definitely there. And sometimes it's even less subtle than that. We want to try and boil it down to the specifics of camp. Let's hear from Zafira, an educator at Shalom Bayit, an organization that educates about consent and health. I think one of the things that I always try to tell my staff is camp is the it's the air we breathe and so we get to create the culture that we live in once again i'm ramona saft and i'm audrey douglas thanks for for listening listening. (laughs) thank you for listening (laughs) okay 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 i'll just keep it running once again, I'm Ramona Saft. And I'm Audrey Douglas. Thanks thank for, for listening. listening. Fuck. Wait. So thank should you. We do, should we do thanks or thank you? I think we should keep that like this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening.